Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. J.T. DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means? Time to, time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. But before we do that, let me just say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from here on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Always a privilege to come at you. And, of course... The High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you, as always, by FlyWithJT.com. That's FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything that's going on in the high-altitude community, especially this coming Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be having a very special conversation with a gentleman that uh, really just completely changed the way I look at business, how I operate business. And we're really going to be kind of going back and forth. It's not so much a roundtable. It's almost like an interview, like a reverse interview. He'll interview me, and I'll be interviewing him. A lively conversation, if you will. And we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff, uh, really helping people scale and sustain a seven- to eight-figure business. And, and, and the reason for that, so even if you're not an entrepreneur and you want to listen in on this, it might be cool just to learn how a guy literally took, uh, has taken multiple businesses into the eight-figure stratosphere. And there's a big difference, by the way, a huge, massive difference. If I can just give you kind of a little sidebar on this. About two years ago, I was speaking at a conference, a business conference, and uh, I was part of uh, the, uh, you know, sort of a speaker panel, if you will, an expert panel at the end of this three-year, four-day event that we were uh, speaking at. And what was interesting is they brought all the speakers that were still at the event up on stage to answer questions from the audience. And there was a young guy in the audience, he's probably in his mid-20s, late-20s, and uh, he had built a successful business, probably making $3, 5000000 million a year. And he asked the question, you know, I, how do I go to $25 million from where he was, 5 to $25 million. And it was interesting because um, one of the best answers that I heard, or, you know, kind of a, re- I don't know if it's an answer, but a response to that question came from one of the speakers, Mary Ellen Tribby was her name or is her name she's a fantastic uh, thought leader in the marketing world and she said well the question i would ask you is why you know why do you want to go from five to 25 million because there's a huge difference between a five million dollar a year business and a 25 million dollar a year business it's not just five times it's almost an exponential change it's a shift there's a lot of things that have to happen differently within the network or the inner workings of that business in order for it to go from five to 25 million. Now, I won't go into the whole conversation here, but my point is this. Anytime you're looking to in, exceed your performance, whether it's in business, whether it's in finance, whether it's in you know, your fitness or whatever it is, there has to be a shift in more than just what you do. It's not about doing more work. It's about how you do it. And so I, I came to know about this through a conversation that I had at a high-level mastermind that I attended back in March. 
so I attended this mastermind. It was an invitation only thing, and uh, you know, I had to pay like a whole lot of money to go to it. And the money's not really important, nor is the exclusivity of the of the event that important. At least not for for you and for the concept of you know what we're talking about here. What's important probably for you is what was the outcome, like what happened as a result. So this particular mastermind was the kind where you do sort of hot seats, right? Very small group. I think there was 20 of us in the room, 21. Um, and we go around and do these hot seats that were about 50 minutes long. So you'd have an opportunity to present what your business does, what you do, what your needs are, what you're, what you're good at, what's working in your business, and what you'd like to fix, so on and so forth. And then the people in the room would offer suggestions. Sometimes it was, you know, connections, hey, here's a business card to somebody who can help you out, or I'm going to make an introduction for you to open the door for this, and so on and so forth. What's interesting about it is I had a guy that came up to me. He was in the back of the room, and he was just sitting there quietly, and he just staring at me with these steel blue eyes. And you always kind of know, at least I do, I get the kind of hair on the back of my neck stand up, when I can tell that there's a connection with somebody and there's something about to become very important in my life. I'm very fortunate because I've had this happen to me a handful of times where it's that kind of knowing. It's, it's almost like right before lightning strikes. They say if you're standing anywhere near where lightning is about to strike, your hair will actually stand up on end. I don't know this to be true because I've never been near in a place that got struck by lightning, but that's what they say. So that's kind of what it felt like. And I literally felt like lightning was about to strike. And so this guy comes up to me after I'd spoken. He didn't offer necessarily any feedback in the moment after I had given my presentation. But he started asking me questions about what I did, which I thought was interesting, as opposed to just, you know, kind of spewing a bunch of information or a bunch of answers. He started asking deeper questions. And a lot of it had to do with my vision. What is it I really wanted? Why I was doing what I was doing? Uh, who did I want to impact? How did I want to impact them? Were there ways that I was impacting people now that weren't being as effective or things that I didn't find that enjoyable about my business, so on and so forth? And I think if we're honest with ourselves as entrepreneurs or high performers, it doesn't even matter even if you're not an entrepreneur. If you're honest with yourself, you know that there are certain areas of your life where things are working well. You're really stoked about it could be a relationship, could be, uh, you know, your career, could be something that you do, your hobbies, things that you love, could be your relationship with your kids. It could be anything, you know, those things that are working really well. And then there's those other areas that you say, ah, man, you know, I really wish, you know, my marriage was better, or I wish my fitness was better, or I wish this was better. And when you step back, sometimes it's that third party representation that shows up and actually helps you have that kind of perspective. And that's exactly what this guy, uh, his name is William de Temple, uh, did for me. He gave me this perspective because it's very easy for us, even as high performers, to fall asleep at the wheel. It's very easy to say, okay, everything's clicking, everything's going great. But what was interesting was, is it was in that moment that I really started to have these epiphanies. And what I want to talk to you today about, what we're going to kind of discuss on this episode of the High Altitude Mentorship Show, is really how epiphanies and breakthroughs and realizations truly happen, how they come to you. Now, I'm going to approach this, as I do with everything, with sort of an out-of-the-box approach. This particular conversation is not necessarily rooted in hard science. I'm not going to go into the psychology of how epiphanies work. You can do plenty of research on that, and perhaps we'll go into something like that in a future episode. What I'm talking about, though, is, is something practical, something you can actually use, something you can sink your teeth into and perhaps start doing for yourself in your business or whatever it is you're working on. Whatever big mission you're on right now, if you have ever had an epiphany, it's one of those like, 
pop moments, those aha moments, like, holy crap, I just realized what I need to now do. You know how that feels. It's pretty amazing. So we're going to talk a little bit through that, and I'll give you some kind of pointers to it. The reason I'm sharing this with you is, is because I had so many of these epiphanies when I was talking to William at this breakthrough. Or, I'm sorry, at this, uh, at this um, mastermind. A lot of the breakthroughs I had were as a result of the conversations I had with him. So I sought him out afterwards, um, started working with him as my direct business coach. And what's interesting is, is some of the things that we're going to be talking about on Thursday are designed to help people scale their business, to go from you know, kind of muddling around where you have that very expensive job. A lot of times people have built for themselves a very expensive job. They might be making ten or $15,000 a month, but frankly, it's costing them more in sweat equity. It's costing them a lot more in time. It's costing them a lot more in stress and, and all these kinds of things. So we're going to be talking a little bit about how to shift out of that and go into the higher echelons, the seven- and eight-figure business, and what that really means, kind of like the young man that made the question or posed the question at the event that I was speaking at. How do you go from five to $25 million? Well, it's a big jump, there's, and there's a lot of things that have to be done in, right, in place in the right order. Uh, we'll be talking about the truth about funding, you know, the importance of mentorship, isolating and executing some of your best practices. We're going to be going through a lot of stuff, but I, I won't go into that today. But if you want to find out more about this webinar, a couple things you can do. Go to flywitchat.com and stay connected to us there because I'll be sending out some updates throughout the rest of the next day or two. And then, of course, you can register directly for this uh, webinar by going to jtdebolt.com forward slash doers, D-O-E-R-S. That's like the people that do stuff, action takers, jtdebolt.com forward slash doers. So let's talk about this conversation about how epiphanies and breakthroughs and realizations happen because, again, it's one of these things that I think is super important. If you are working on something special, working on something important, your, your big mission in business, life, whatever it looks like, your career, if you're looking to make that breakthrough and go to that next level, a lot of times you feel like you've hit sort of a glass ceiling psychologically, creativity, uh, creatively, um, or even just energetically. So how do we get through that next level? So when I do these webinars, or I should say when I do these, these podcasts, people will ask me, how is it that you put out so much content? You know, you're doing four of these, five of these things a week. I do another podcast for another group of people. And um, so how is it that I come up with all this information? Well, I can tell you that a lot of that is based on life experience. Thinking of ways that have been done traditionally and then approaching them from a non-traditional path. That's the first part. Anytime we're looking to have a breakthrough or an epiphany, if you're trying to force one, that's very difficult to do. But if you want them to come more naturally and come more routinely, regularly, come with a lot more uh, you know, sort of speed behind them, there's a few things that you can absolutely do to increase the regularity and really the strength of those epiphanies and breakthroughs and, and, and those ideas that will, that will really be those you know, sort of game-changing, needle-moving realizations. The first thing is you absolutely have to be living life. You, know, you have to be out there experiencing and doing things. And the reason why I believe this is a high-performance principle is because it requires, if we're going to increase our performance in anything, we have to be out there putting in the reps. You've got to be breaking the sweat. If you want to get faster, you have to be running the laps or you have to be swimming the laps depending on you know, where you're trying to get faster. If you want to become better at sales, you've got to be picking up the phone. 
or making the, you know, knocking on the doors. If you want to be better at your relationships, you have to be in the relationship. Put the phone down, you know, close the web browser and and have a face-to-face connection. One thing that's really sad is I'll watch like seemingly happy couples sitting in a restaurant and or, you know, they could be, you know, even in an airport. I saw this recently where, you know, a young couple are traveling and the guy's sitting there staring nose down on his phone. He's got a beautiful woman with him. And I'm thinking, why the hell, what's so captivating about that damn rectangle, that glowing rectangle in your hand that you can't look up and focus on your love, right? Now, I don't mean to judge because there's probably, maybe he's responding to something important. Maybe she asked him to look something up. But my point is this. It's one of those things that I think we can all agree, that if you want to get better performance out of anything, you've got to put the reps in. And those reps have to be, you've got to put a lot of, you know, you've got to do a lot of them. They've got to be focused, and they have to be very intentional on doing the right actions. Because it's one thing to do 50 push-ups. It's another thing to do 20 push-ups with perfect form. You're going to get a lot more uh, benefit from doing the 20 with perfect form than you would with sloppy, the sloppy 50, right? Same goes with writing. Same goes with speaking and communicating. Same thing goes with sales. It goes with anything. Whatever we do, it's better to do a, few, a smaller quantity in higher quality than it is to do a higher quantity in lower quality. And the reason I share this with you is, is that to have those epiphanies and breakthroughs, we've got to be out there experiencing life and going through the process of learning. A lot of times the creative geniuses of the world were working on a problem that was tangential to what they were actually you know, where, where the breakthrough came from. That's, you know, if you know anything about, uh, for instance, sticky notes. Sticky notes were designed, were created, because they were working on a different problem. They weren't looking for a way to stick paper on the wall. That was not the idea. They were actually looking for a very high um, <laughs> sticky adhesive. I can't think of another way to say it, like a high-stick glue. And for whatever reason, it failed. They, the, the mixture, the formula wasn't right, so it was, only, it, was, it was something that was very light. It didn't stick a lot. And it was going to be a waste. And they almost thought of you know, just throwing it away, but then they realized, hey, this could be a great application because what if you cut paper into little bits and then just put enough of that adhesive so that it would stick to things? So it wouldn't keep sticking to one another. You could peel the paper off of the stack, you know, off the notepad, but it would stick to other things like a wall or a window or a door or whatever. And therefore came about the, uh, the birth of the sticky note. Velcro had the same kind of application. I mean, there's probably a, a gazillion of these examples out there, and you probably know a few of yourself. But my point is this. When you're looking for a breakthrough, when you're looking for an epiphany, sometimes it comes from doing something that is not directly involved with the problem at hand. Sometimes it means looking at a problem in a different way, a more creative way, an out-of-the-box way. And this is certainly where I come up with a lot of concepts for topics for the podcast. It's just to think, okay, what would I do? How would I look at this thing differently than everybody else has looked at it? One thing I talk a lot about, you've heard me say this, is goal setting. Goal setting sucks. I, I don't know why people keep doing this. The smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, and all those things – that stuff worked way back in the day, like when it first came out and people were still you know, just starting to wrap their heads around performance psychology and, and personal development and this whole idea of, of setting goals and getting more done. When that first came out, it was really great. But like the Model T Ford, which was great when it first came out, pretty soon it became outdated. 
with the frenetic pace that we live in these days, you can't have traditional goal setting work for you and expect to get the results you want. You have to have a different way of doing it, and that's what I teach in the book Flight Plan to Success and all the other courses that I teach. My point is this, is that a lot of times if we look at a problem that people are having or that we're having, we have to see it from a different way, a non-traditional way. Look at it from a perspective that we haven't seen it from before. Another aspect to creating these breakthroughs and these epiphanies and these realizations that's super important is to have the feedback of that third-party perspective. And this is what I was kind of alluding to with William was the, the challenge I was up against, he came up and asked me these questions. He said, well, you know, what are the things, that, the goals that you have for your business? What are the, what's the vision that you have for this thing? And I started to talk to him about it and his question, and it was just kind of bold-faced. There was really no dancing around it, zero BS question was, well, why aren't you doing that right now? <laughs> I kind of chuckled. I'm like, William, easy for you to say. You know, I mean, I've got this, that, and the other thing that I'm working through right now. Not to make excuses, but this is the reality of my situation. And he completely understood. He said, no, I realize you're not making excuses, but what I think is that you might be missing a couple of key things that you could be doing better. And so that opened the conversation for us to talk about it. And, and again, the real reason that I think any of us have breakthroughs is that we finally got to a place where mentally we were ready to hear the lesson. It's kind of that whole thing when the teacher is ready or when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. When you come to a place where you're finally ready for the lesson, it's as if the, the doors of wisdom open up from above, right? You just feel like the heavens flood down with all kinds of great ideas and uh, you know, answers for, for the challenges and the um, things that you're working against. If you're looking to create a breakthrough, there's a few things that you can do. First and foremost is to focus on the solution. Not meaning you have to know the solution, but say to yourself, what is it that I need to do here? What is this, you know, I, I've run out of ideas. What do I need? What, what am I missing here? And ask that question of your higher self. You can pray, do whatever it is you feel, meditate on. I, I like the idea of meditation because really when you meditate, what are you really doing? You're slowing your brain down, right? It's not the woo-woo stuff, but we're talking about legitimately giving your brain a chance to slow down. If more people slowed down in this world, I think they'd be a lot happier, if not healthier. The second thing that you want to do for the big breakthrough is to realize that sometimes you have to look at it from a different perspective, Literally standing up and changing your position in the room can do that. Going for a walk, I love to go for a run. Running for me is painful. I don't like to run, but I run uh, on you know four times a week. And what's interesting about running is it's the increased blood flow, the increased oxygen, the endorphins, and all that stuff that gets going where I really start to tap into some of my deeper creativity. And, and that's the kind of thing that you can definitely benefit from. I believe that being outside in fresh air actually benefits you more than being on a treadmill or being on a stationary bike. I'll just leave that out there. The next thing that you can do to create the breakthrough itself is to reach out to that third party. Somebody who's been down the path, somebody who's had, who has the wisdom, who's got the experience, especially in the area that you're looking for the breakthrough. Now, for me, the question was, how am I taking my business? How can I get it to that eight-figure level? How can we go to a place where we can have a bigger impact? How can we reach, and there's a specific niche that we're working to move toward, and we'll be talking about this when the time is appropriate. But that's what a guy like William was able to help me with because he's an expert at that. They call him the rapid growth CEO because he helps people go big and go fast. And so I said, hey, can you share that on the webinar, which he's going to do on Thursday, but also can you share that with me? Can you help me do that? which is exactly why he and I are working together now. 
So that third-party perspective is necessary because a lot of times we start thinking about – well, we – we stay in the same thought process that we've been in. And as Einstein said, and I'm paraphrasing, it's very difficult to solve a problem at the same level that it was created, right? So if you've created the situation for yourself to think on that same plane, to be thinking about and having the same ideas that you've had all the time, it's very difficult to come up with a solution. That's why it's so important to bring in a third party. And it doesn't always have to be a coach or a consultant. Sometimes it can be a really good friend. It can be somebody who knows you well. You say, hey, I've got this thing, this challenge that I'm struggling with. Can you help me? Sometimes it's a five-minute conversation that breaks it loose. Sometimes it takes some time. And then the next thing, and I think this is key and essential, is to be open to whatever might come to you. Sometimes the solution that you want isn't the one that you, that you need. You might be looking for something that you think is the right solution, but all of a sudden the, one that, the answer that you really need sometimes is a little bit bitter to swallow. So you've got to be prepared for that. I think that understanding when an epiphany comes to you, it's not always necessarily in the form you're looking for. Because if it was, you probably would have found it beforehand, right? You would have seen it before that point. So sometimes we have to be open enough to kind of see things differently and be ready for a solution that might come to us in a very inauspicious way, <laughs> if not untraditional way. So just remember that. Breakthroughs and epiphanies can come to you those ideas you've been searching for, the solutions you've been searching for, they're not always right on the tip of your tongue, but sometimes they are right just under that first layer of your mind. It just needs to be uncovered by asking deeper questions, having a third-party perspective, and being open to a solution that might be a little bit unconventional and uh, something you didn't conceive of in the first place. All right, my friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Live. We also do the recorded version, which you can listen to Monday through Friday by going to jtdebolt.com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to coming at you very soon. If you're going to join us on Thursday, you can grab that link at jtdebolt.com forward slash doers, D-O-E-R-S. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.